Are we ready to go? Hey, welcome everybody to uh, the 2017, what are we calling it this year? Office holiday party? The office holiday, holiday. party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. booked. Um, uh, a little different this year. We're doing it live on YouTube as opposed to in the previous years we did it just audio. But we thought because we have such beautiful faces um, as well. Well, and, and, and we do a gift exchange. So it would be nice if you could see the gifts that we're giving each other. Plus, it's just kind of fun to do it live and everything. Makes I always it felt stupid wearing this hat when we were just doing audio. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it makes it easier also for me to edit later because everything you already know the messes, mess ups that we did. So I don't have to cut it out. So if you're listening to this through our traditional audio feed, uh, know that you are missing great visuals. I'm, I'm not going to describe them, but I will tell you somebody is wearing um, reindeer antlers. So welcome back to the podcast, Misty Bennett. How you doing, Misty? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Misty, is there something wrong with your voice? <laughs> I might have the flu. You uh, might have the flu. Okay. <laughs> diagnosed yesterday, but no fever, and the voice is almost back. Good. I'm not worried. Most dedicated I'm booked guest ever. Yeah, no kidding, right? I'm not worried about you having the flu because I have antivirus on my computer. No worries there on my part. <laughs> uh, you're there. Jesse, uh, welcome back again. Jesse, you're a veteran. This has got to be four years running for you for the holiday episode i think yeah i think so most consistent booked guest absolutely so uh this is our team this is the holiday team um we have chosen a movie to review for you um the nightmare before christmas which uh all three of my co-hosts have seen and i have not uh, or i have now <laughs> hold on i have now i had not previously seen it so <clears throat> Uh, we're probably going to get started with that, and then through the night, we're going to do um, the gift exchange. So uh, here it is, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So the synopsis is Jack Skellington, king of Halloween Town, discovers Christmas Town, but his attempts to bring Christmas to his home cause confusion. It's a little iffy on the synopsis, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not inaccurate. No, no, it's, it's not, but confusion is probably not how I would describe what happens in that... Uh, in that movie. Hey, before we move on, I want to tell you that um, I have confirmation that the feed is live, first of all. And second of all, Comrade Chrome says, <laughs> Sup, booked gang. <laughs> Comrade, Chrome, Comrade Chrome is our most consistent viewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's... It really is. Sup, Comrade. Um, Rob, take us into this movie. All right, sorry, I was doing the technical stuff and I had to uh, open my beer, so a little not paying attention to what's going on. Where are we at? You read the synopsis. Yep. That's I, it. I claimed that it maybe was not the best synopsis ever. <clears throat> all right, yes. Um, so, first of all, do we want to talk about our history with this movie? Is this new to anybody, or do you want to go right into talking about it? You're Rob new to it. busy with the technical stuff. Um, I have never seen this movie before. I believe all three of you have. Yes. Yeah, saw it in the theaters when it came out, buddy. Wow. So, um, yeah, I have a long history with this. Um, although I'm not one of those people that wears like Nightmare Before Christmas like jerseys and stuff that you see out there. That's my brother. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you're not allowed into a hot topic. Is that not also <laughs> <laughs> There was an incident. <laughs> wow, that'd be weird if there was an incident. So Nightmare Before Christmas. So uh, I have some broad ideas about this, but I guess we want to talk a little bit about the story, right? So it starts out at the end of a very successful Halloween um, uh, 
it's like the end of Halloween or the day after or whatever. Everybody's celebrating. Halloween was great, blah, blah, blah. And Jack, as we learn, is the pumpkin king. And uh, he's like, yeah, everything's great. But like once he gets by himself, he's all like emo about it. He's like, I just can't get all excited about Halloween anymore. And so he has this like kind of mournful song about how life just doesn't mean anything even you know even though this is like the thing that he's he's been doing and uh and you're supposed to feel like sad like oh man buddy buddy's not getting getting his rocks off from his his halloween thing anymore this sucks and so like we start the movie with uh with an emo jack trying to find his way in life (laughs) that's the best review of that all right next topic oh no (laughs) way more thoughts on this movie we are nowhere near done <laughs> Want to interrupt for a minute and say, Frank Edler, thanks for joining. Our, uh, our your second most consistent viewer, I would say, at this point. Yeah. Uh, Quoting, uh, what is Merry Christmas, you filthy animals? Is that from something? Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Angels with dirty faces. Yeah. I think I think you guys just figured out what we're watching next year. Come along. Yeah, come along. I've got nothing on that. I, I oh. think I may have seen that on video and, and not paid attention when it first came out, so home alone there's some theories about that there's some theories um so yeah basically jack winds up finding the portal to all of the other um holidays and uh kind of really digs christmas town uh but my question there is couldn't they come up with different names couldn't one have been like christmas land and halloween town (laughs) thanksgivingville or or something like that Uh, yeah um, but he decides that the Halloween people, him and the Halloween people, are going to take over Christmas this year. Um, but they're going to do it uh, exposed to very little knowledge about the holiday and using the resources they have, which are all Halloween resources. So, uh, and then things go horribly awry, as one might expect. What could go wrong? Yeah, literally everything. Um, yeah. So, like, that's the the drive of the movie is. Jack and his Halloween people are going to you knew you knew something was gonna go wrong when he kind of like low-key told those three little trick-or-treat kids, uh, go get Santa Claus. Kidnap if, kip, if kidnapping is at the beginning of your idea, <laughs> like things are gonna go bad. I will say that um I'm gonna spoil this. I was not terribly fond of this movie. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> Those three kids, they were the highlight of that movie for me. I didn't even know they were kids, but those little three little... Today we'd call them... Minions, the Boogie right? Boys? Yeah, the Boogie Boys. That Those those guys, I, I was on board with them. What do you guys think? Jesse, Not surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite moment was when they are like, we looked in the sarcophagi. <laughs> So I have some notes. If, if we can, we can do a couple things. Like, so I took some specific uh, Nightmare Before Christmas notes that I want to talk about. Do you want to talk about the whole story, or can we just kind of go off the reels and start talking about stuff? Let's talk about your notes, buddy. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, isn't it tradition to go off the rails on these holiday episodes? Yeah, well, yeah I would hope so. It's still early. <laughs> um, so first of all, like my very first, and this this is kind of what I talked about in the beginning. My first note is Jack is an emo. Is emo as fuck. And so we've talked about that. And, and here's all right. So like my thought after that song, especially knowing that that Sally chick was in the picture and totally like had a huge crush on Jack. Homeboy just need to get laid. <laughs> like think of 
think about like the story would have gone so differently if she just kind of went up to him and was like i understand you at the very beginning of the movie they would have they would have hooked up he would have been like oh halloween's fine because i got my lady now and then nothing nothing would have happened with santa you're thinking so essentially what you're saying is there'd be no movie if jack just gave her the bone Yeah, I am. That's one hundred percent. Can you? Would you agree? Would you not agree? I would. I would agree. I just want to throw out a bone yeah. reference in, in relation <laughs> the to bone. the skeleton, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then there was the whole Christmas tree premonition thing. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I was going to say about that. It's just one of my notes. So, <laughs> speaking of skeletons, like, okay, Tim Burton's American, right? I know he lived in yeah. England forever, yeah. but he's American, right? So he's from California. What's up with this whole skeleton thing? Because that's what they call them over there, but here they're skeletons. Oh, I'm thinking um, it just made made a better last name for Jack. Would be my thought on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted Jack to sound a little bougie, <laughs> um, <laughs> a little emo, a little bougie. Mix it up. <laughs> Yeah. Here are my thoughts on on uh, on the on the story and, and the movie, and and then I'll let you guys kind of take take over from here. Um, I was bored. I was bored the whole time. <laughs> I'm a huge the whole time. fan. I'm I'm a pretty big Tim Burton fan, and, and I was essentially bored from that first song uh, till the end of the movie. Did you know you were getting into a musical? That um, was I, my next question. I I wasn't. I didn't expect there to be that much music, but you had actually said it was a musical um, when we. T- it might have been on the air. I don't remember when we talked about it. Uh, you had said it's a musical, so I had I'd upped my music expectation. Um, I, I didn't find the songs appealing. I'm not opposed to musicals. I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a musical too, and I love it. So, uh, I, although overall I thought it was a little boring and and, and very predictable, there were some highlights. Um, so I really like the Boogie Boys a lot. Um, I really like uh, that whole sequence where Jack is trying to figure out Christmas. So he's doing things like dissecting a teddy bear and stuff like all of that was really good. Yeah. But it was like, oh, for me overall, it just missed. But it, there were some moments that were great kind of throughout it. But overall, not uh, not for me. I'm going to second the scientific method montage as being probably one of the greatest moments in the entire because like there was a playfulness to it and there was like a a goofiness to it and it really was like he tried to understand he just was looking at christmas through the halloween like kind of prism instead of looking at christmas as an entirely different uh thing a little quick note diana um is on uh as well and says hi everyone hugs all around hi diana so thanks for joining us diana very nice um I haven't seen Diana on a call before, so that's cool. Yeah. Or maybe we have, and I just don't, you know. <laughs> and I'm and I'm an asshole. Um, but yeah, the 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 scientific method. It was it was great. Yeah, I go along with that. Yeah, one of the best sequences. Um, the romance too was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was one desperate chick right there, Sally. I mean, super, super desperate. So she's trying to get away from... Now, I thought about this a lot after our American Psycho review. I have a couple other things to add. I've decided I need to delve deeper and find the hidden meanings in uh, in movies and books. So Sally was very obviously... Wait, it just occurred to you to do that now? We've been doing this podcast for like seven years. Yeah, I know. I know. And I tell you, I take a story at face value, but I was listening to all the misogyny and all the whatever from the last episode. 
And I thought, all right, so here's what I've done. <laughs> Sally is desperate to get away from her abusive father, right? Because that's that's oh. who created her. That's her. And and there's probably some weird shit going on there. He grabs her a little too often. Uh, and she's willing to do it in any way she can, um, including just running off with like the, the the whatever the king of uh, the king. What is he? He's is he the, the pumpkin king? Right? The mayor? Like, no, she doesn't want to run out with the mayor. <laughs> the two faced mayor. <laughs> not, not, not. <laughs> that's okay. But ultimately, I think the story is about don't ever try anything that's outside of your comfort zone because you're just going to fail miserably. Jack should just stick to. Jack just stick to what he's good at, and that's being the pumpkin king, and he should leave everything else alone. So really, it's about <laughs> failure if you step outside your comfort zone. See, what I took away from that was how many times had she tried to slip him night deadly nightshade? Oh, Maybe knows? she should have like just a week. Yeah, yeah, she should have just given him more. Like after the first time failed. Yeah, I don't think you can kill that guy. <laughs> So, well, he could just put know. his brain in another. That's what he did, like part in the movies. Yeah, only half of it though, so he can yeah, have interesting so have, conversations. See, yeah, that that whole Sally thing. The yeah. love, like, it, it to me, I saw it as like these are the only two lonely ass people in the town, so like they're just <laughs> destined to hook up. Like, yeah, everybody else seems to be kind of happy. <laughs> so just with do it already. Family. Yeah, they're I the ones. To- they're the only ones who don't know. It's like one of those. I wanted to like the vampires more. I mean, my people and all, but they were just like <laughs> weird, subservient, kind of lame characters. So, well, one uh, won an award. There was an award-winning vampire. Well, <laughs> so, uh, so maybe they were Serbian vampires instead. Oh, yeah. oh then yeah. listen, let's not get racist, Jesse. <laughs> way too early for that. Way too so, early. to get a little serious about something. Um, so let's talk about when he discovered the portals to other towns. Towns, um, he's walking all night for some reason because he's emo. And That's emo what people, emo kids do. Yeah, you're emo. You walk all night, and suddenly he he. What 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 is a circle of trees called, Livius? We talked about this before. A cops could be a cops of trees, and um, he sees all these different. So like, I'm a little confused by the physics and maybe it's just not worth asking but he 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 walks until he gets to this place that are portals to other holiday towns and then he's like magically transported to christmas town do you want to pause to do a little drink identification no no go ahead i didn't want to interrupt you <laughs> no 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 i'm super excited you're doing the chocolate wine again <laughs> um if, <laughs> if you saw olivia's on chocolate wine before i'll be excited as well um but so he's magically transported to Christmas Town. So it feels like these towns are separated from the world. But like fast forward to later in the movie when he and his like skeleton reindeer are flying off, he just flies off in the sky to go deliver the gifts. So like what's the physics of this? How does this all work? You know what else there is too? There's some point when he jumps into because I think he's in the normal world. The sarcophagus. Yes. Okay. And then he's automatically yeah. back in. And I thought about that for a second, but then it stopped animation and I just let it go. But then later when Santa is freed to get back home, he just jumps he just, into a tube in the middle of the like, Oogie Boogie place. <laughs> like he knows that's the way to get home. Tapped his nose or wiggled his ear and like there was yeah. gold. Um, well, the tube was just to get him back out into Halloween Town because the Boogie Boy stuffed him into that tube. So that was just to get him out of the Boogie, mm. the Boogie Man's lair. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to defend okay. this movie. But I, do feel, 
I do think that you're probably right, though, Rob, but I think there are some explanations. I think they all live in that suicide forest in Japan. That's where all those trees are. Here we go. Right? That would and explain then, but, the emoness. But a sleigh, a sleigh would be able to get him in the air and out across. He would just have to start in Japan with uh, toys for <laughs> Japanese children, which they have to make themselves. Gotcha. Yeah. You were made by children. Um, um, yeah. And also, that's the other thing. I had not seen this movie before, but the second that ghost dog Zero's nose lit up, I was like, I guess we know who's going to lead the sleigh. Like, I mean, like, it was just, it was like, it was really, really predictable. Yeah. Although the fog juice was a nice touch. Like, they had to make it foggy mm-hmm. on yeah. Christmas. And, and so, dumping the fog juice. There were. So, that's fun. the thing. Like, the, the little parts of it were really terrific. Salivius, so, you're thinking if this would have been like say a half hour cartoon on primetime like frosty used to be and all that stuff that it it probably be better yeah yeah a little less music (laughs) this is halloween this is i mean it felt like all the songs were were done to the exact same tune like i don't don't know i just didn't it wasn't for me so i would um, we should have watched krampus too the cramp the cramp or the cramp eye the crampening the crampus the crampening um, anybody have any other thoughts about about the movie in general or no <laughs> it's kind of unremarkable huh i thought this was going to be like a i saw it when it came out too like you did i saw it in the theater and then it got a very special anniversary theatrical re-release and one of the big deals about that um, besides, you know, hey, this is in theaters for the holiday times, was that they were finally screening Burton's Vincent short animation before the film, mm. which was voiced by Vincent Price and kind of about a boy like him. And I'll say the short preceding the film, million times better. Wow. Um it is currently playing at Chica- in Chicago at the Music Box Theater, both um, last night and tonight. Oh. So it's still in theaters. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 24 years. 1993 was the release date on this, in case anybody's wondering. I know we didn't mention it earlier. So. Yeah, I went, with a, I went with a, a girl that I was trying to date when it came out in the theaters. I went with a girl I was trying to date and her younger son, uh, younger, not son, younger brother. God. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, younger brother. So I was like, oh man, this is going to go great. I'm with this girl. Her, her younger brother's there. So she's going to know that I'm all about like, you know, treating that kid good and everything. But it was, so it was all a ploy to like win favor with, um, with this girl. Or are you like 16 uh, in 93, 17? Yeah, it was like 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. And how'd that work out? That didn't I mean, work out, did it? Together, but I mean, it's a long story. All right. Okay. Oh, never mind. Oh, wow. It's got, some, corrected. It's got some ups and downs. <laughs> we're still we're so. still working it out. Yeah. No, we're still working on that one. So. Does this involve getting ditched in those woods by your house? Uh, oh, I've definitely been ditched. Oh, well. This is going to get all sad. So um, we're going we're to change the subject before, so gets, before this gets too, gets too sad. <laughs> um, guys, do you want to give it some some stars? I mean, I feel like we should give it some stars. Yeah. Stars are good. <laughs> I'm going to go for you not to, like, you should be prepared for it. We give stars to everything. We always do it. 
You're like deer in the headlights. Oh. Missy's a reindeer in the headlights. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Right? Uh, I'm going to go first. Um, I liked a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I mean, I loved Edward Scissorhands. I love the original Batman movie. I've seen other things by him I really like. Um, and this was a little disappointing. I think part of that type, I know a lot of people really like this, and it's a, it's an enduring film and stuff. It just didn't do it for me. Um, I, I'm visually going to give it a representation right now on the screen. I'm giving this both of these stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well two done, stars. Sarah. Two stars for oh, this movie. Wow. Uh, one of you guys go next. Um, I saw when it, originally I really liked this movie a lot. And re-watching it, I kind of felt probably a little more like Livius might have around this time. That it was a little bit boring seeing it all this time later. So... I'm gonna have to go two and a half on that. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, no, let's bump that up to three because it was only based on a Tim Burton story, not done by him. So we'll give it that extra half star. Oh my god. Do you not like Tim Burton? Oh. Are you like anti-Tim um, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Edward Scissorhands is some good stuff, but yeah, he kind of went off the rails a little bit after Nightmare Before Christmas and got in too deep with Johnny Depp and shackling his then wife to be in all of his movies. Did you guys too, I'm sorry to interrupt the thing, but I was expecting, and I don't know if there's a remastered version, I watched it on Netflix. I really found it to be the, the quality, and I know it's from 1993. I just expected um, a little more vivid quality, maybe. I don't know. I, I just felt like the quality of, of the film was off. I mean, the, the visual, um, not the animation, not that, just that it looked really kind of grainy and dark for, for what I thought I was going to see. No? Okay. That was just me. Just you. Misty, is it going to be you or I? Um, I'll do it. Um, so I don't like musicals. And it automatically loses a star for that. <laughs> and I think it's really cute. And I actually love when they're making the toys in Halloween Town. And so they're trying to make cute toys, but they're all scary. And like they turn a dead rat into a hat. And the little rubber duckies, they have bullet holes that are bleeding. I think there's some really cute stuff in it. Um, it is a little boring. I only watch it if somebody else wants to watch it. It's not something I watch on my own. Uh, but I do find it slightly entertaining. So three is good. Three. Three. Wait, so <laughs> Livius was two. Jesse, you were what? Three. Misty was a three, and Misty was a three. Yeah, Misty was a three. So, Rob, you're going to have to bring like a nine or something. <laughs> it's not looking good for Nightmare Before Christmas. So, um, I hate Tim Burton. I think he's <laughs> fucking awful. So, the fact that I was the one that suggested this movie is a little bit of a surprise even to myself. Um, oh, my goodness. Tim Burton is fucking awful. Like, and if you wow. look at I was looking at um I was I was looking on IMDb um just to see like where it went off the rails. <laughs> and um Jesse, you're dead on. So you and I are like yeah. so like I love Pee-wee's we're Big the, Adventure. We're the same person, man. We're the same person. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, awesome movie. Beetlejuice, really good. The original, like the Tim Burton Batman, Beetlejuice. Hey, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Edward Scissorhands was where it started to to dwindle for me. That's where with Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, all that stuff yeah, was like the beginning of the decline. Um, and this happens after those, so um, <laughs> eh, not so great. Hey, I what like about Fight Club. What are you talking about? <laughs> was it his wife in that? Yeah. Isn't that really the only way she gets it? Never mind. <laughs> ah, I see where you're going with that. Aren't they not? I thought they're not married anymore. Are they still yeah, married? Yeah, I think, I think, actually, let me not talk I, like I know their lives. I don't, right, well. I don't think they are anymore, which, yeah. I mean, is a good thing because she's, she's a good actor. And so, but she's only been in his movies for the past decade or so. Yeah. yeah Either way. They, I, They've been apart since 2014, according nice. to Wikipedia. Good job, HBC. Um, so to, to kind of finish my wrap-up, uh, don't like Tim Burton. Uh, anything that's good about this movie, I'm going to attribute to the director who was not Tim Burton. Um, <laughs> just kind of bucking that Tim Burton. But I like the stop-motion thing. I like the fact that it was like a stop-motion animation as opposed to like, you know, your traditional animation or something, some sort of weird amalgam. Um, Star stuff. Yeah, so I really like the look of it, even though Livius thinks it was a little bit, you know, low quality. Livius, for me, is over here. Uh, and the story, yeah, a little bit basic and, and, and boring. Um, I, I don't like it when a story has an obvious resolution, and, and that is if people were to communicate directly to each other, these things would never happen. So um, that was kind of my thought through, thought through the whole thing. Um, yeah, two stars. Two stars. There we go. Um, so essentially, I don't remember what we gave Krampus. Krampus <laughs> might have fared better than uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because I believe wow. that average, and I'm not a mathematician, I think that's two and a half stars, which is pretty awful. Um, in other words, there are better things for you to watch. Next year, I'm kind of promising that we're going to watch some Peanuts for Christmas. <laughs> that was, I was thinking about that. I almost, I mean, uh, nothing better than a suicidal, a suicidal Charlie Brown <laughs> to, to really get things going. I gotta tell you, one of the best things about looking at Livius on the video right now is that Charlie Brown is just to the top, like right of his head. Right. It's the Halloween Charlie Brown. I don't have a Christmas one, <laughs> but it is the, this guy right here, the Snoopy I keep in my car. There's a Snoopy that goes with me everywhere just in case I need him. Uh, I, had fallback, some, fallback I had some things you might not know about um, Nightmare Before Christmas, but I think Jesse mentioned goddamn every one of them already, which no. shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that knows Jesse. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple just to uh, uh, just in case listeners don't know. So it was inspired by Rankin and Bass's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's why they did it completely in stop motion, although the technology was there for them not to do that in 1993. So they put a ton of work into it. Over 200 puppets, those little clay puppets, they had to make over 200 because there are over 60 individual characters that appear in that, uh, in that movie, which is a lot and a lot of work for them to do. <clears throat> so. um, a lot of people think Tim Burton is the director. He is not. He is uh, one of the writers. I think Jesse kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, he originally imagined it as a television special, which maybe would have cut it down a little bit in time and Frank would have gotten it down to that sweet 42 minute mark instead of an hour and 15 minutes and made it hopefully a little less boring. Um, they began shooting before the script was completed, 
which is uh, <laughs> always a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the amount of work that goes into that, you have to imagine. I didn't get look up any time specifically, but I have to imagine they put thousands of hours into this hour and 15 minute movie. So, yeah, they said there was like, I don't know, like a hundred people, and it took them like three years. Right. So, I mean, if they just start somewhere, right, if they have one scene and it's going to take them three months to complete a scene or two months, then, you know, you can work on the writing. I'm getting tired of this fucking duck with the bullet holes. <laughs> Disney originally, because um, Disney owns the property, has always owned the property, they originally um, kind of distanced themselves for it. That didn't really appear on a lot of the stuff, but they fought really, really hard for Jack to have eyes because they felt people would connect with the character better. <laughs> if the character had eyes. Now in real life, that's probably true. If someone walks up to you and they have no eyeballs, you're less likely to connect with them. But obviously they were proven wrong as uh, as, uh, um, The most difficult shot in the whole movie was Jack opening that door to Christmastown. Um, That was the most difficult for them to shoot because they wanted the reflection and because they were using like this is stop motion animation. This wasn't CGI or anything. So they actually had to get a puppet and a reflection that they could do while he was like turning the handle and pushing the door open. So that was the most difficult shot to shoot. Um, Vincent Price was almost Santa in this movie, but that didn't work out. And uh, the only other interesting thing is that Patrick Stewart originally appeared in this and was cut from the film. He was the narrator. What a at the travesty, man. Right. Yep, the narrator at the beginning. If you see the director's cut, apparently that's uh, are in the on the soundtrack. The film soundtrack has Vincent Price doing an opening and closing uh, monologue. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. No, Vincent Price. Oh, my Patrick bad. Stewart was originally supposed to be Santa. That didn't happen. Vincent Price did a monologue that wasn't attributed to anybody. It was just anonymous narrator guy. You literally said the opposite thing. You did say the opposite thing. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you're right. Patrick Stewart was supposed to read poetry because that would have made this fucking better. <laughs> Wait and a yes, minute. Are you telling me that they forgot the poetry? They forgot the poetry. Wait, was there going to be any like sci-fi? <laughs> no. Hey, Patrick Stewart's so. like one of the few people I would actually sit and listen to read poetry. Yeah, it would make it powerful. I think it'd be pretty powerful if Patrick Stewart read it. Um, who's mowing the fucking lawns Tim Burton has no interest in doing a sequel although he's been approached numerous times to do a CGI sequel Um, and he is not going to do that apparently allegedly until he runs out of money and then he'll be down for whatever I'm sure well he's about to do Beetlejuice too so he's you know he must be getting there so um, (laughs) this was uh, Rob's idea correct this was my idea um before we step away thoughts on danny elfman because um, he's a very big part of this and he wasn't brought up once that's and he should have just stayed in oingo boingo i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> jesse i don't have um i don't really notice i mean i notice the music in this because it's a musical i know he typically scores stuff and i don't i don't know it just doesn't play into my viewing experience he did sing though he was the singing voice of jack so uh he's in it quite a bit if you look at it that way yeah yeah he wrote all the songs and so anyway i'm just saying he's probably the best like for me the best like actor of the movie Aww. yeah i like him all right 
Danny Elfman, big dude. Danny Whoa. Elfman loves little girls. <laughs> Comrade Chrome has some information. Oh, no. Oh, Great. Shit. This just Great. in. <laughs> he just posted that Danny Elfman will be uh, will be retiring from scoring films now because uh, there is an accusation has just come out about yeah. Danny Elfman. Jesse, first, guys. you going to social justice on this at all? This is the first time hearing about it, but I mean. That's all we need, buddy. If that's what they're saying, then. Yeah. Like I said, guys should have just stuck to Oingo Boingo. Boingo, boingo. Right. I think it's about gift time. What do you think? I'm going to suggest we move away from this and do um, gift time. So um, I think, uh, which one of you guys wants their gift open first? So we're going to do this uh, at four different times. So we're going to start with one person who's going to, we're going to open all the gifts from that person. <laughs> Look how and then we're going to move to the next segment. I'm so excited. We're doing Misty's? <laughs> yep, we right, are. I guess we're doing Misty's first. So this is our first ever visual representation of of the gift exchange. Do we want to do them one person at a time, or just I go? No, think... you can. Well, um, oh, never mind. Rob, Let's leave that up to Misty because Rob and Jesse, yours is the same. Livius, yours is different. So Livius can open his first. Well, that's how I did it too. Look how nicely his is wrapped, by the way. Well, the bow. Guys, wow. Look at that. The, the bow might have suffered in shipping, though. It might have yeah. been perfect when you left your, your hands. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and take this apart. Rob, I didn't open your outside box because I didn't. Um, you didn't specify if I should open your outside box. So just. Yeah, yeah, you should not have. Good call. Right, good. I did not. Misty, you keep this outside box like I do. Well, you'll see why when you open it. Is that making an appropriate amount of? Fun, festive sound. Well, we don't have to make the sound now because I mean, people can see that there's wrapping paper. Sound less important. I also picked that flowery paper just for you. Thank you. I love that. Hey, look at what I'm using. Oh my um, god! This is given out by my employer, um, which is just more proof that our employer, my employer, hates us because it's almost impossible to open packages with. This. That looks dangerous, actually, and not improved. <sighs> This is marginally better than having a butter knife. <laughs> For our two of our three listeners, Diana and Comrade Chrome, got the snuggle bug. <laughs> this is amazing. So oh, there's also genius. a pillow that will fill this up. I'm assuming yes! that's what the rest of this is, right? Yes. So this is a throw pillow with a, like... Precious moments inspired <laughs> Patrick Bateman. Yeah, American Psycho Patrick Bateman. This is amazing. Misty, this is absolutely wonderful. I love it. I thought of you immediately. I love it. Listen, the only pillow in the world that I think would be better than this would be a Rias Grimmery body pillow cover. But other than that, I've got nothing. This is awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Y'all can open yours at the same time. Right. Tape's coming off. Oh, wow. White duct tape? This is fancy. <laughs> what the hell is this? This is massive. <clears throat> Rob, Rob's going to beat me. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? No way. <laughs> What is it? It's, it's a, a Good Morning Sluts throw pillow. Hell yeah! Yo, literally send that text. Almost. Oh, when you oh, when you undo that, it's like um, Rob. It's uh, vacuum wrap. 
Love so, it. like, when you take it out, it'll fluff up. All right. So, for people who are watching or listening who don't understand, um, Jesse, Misty, and I are huge fans of the TV show Scream Queens. And in the in in the in the pilot episode, um, one of the first things you see is Chanel waking up in the morning, and she's got her <laughs> three little minions in, at the end of her bed, and she says, "Good morning, sluts." And we send that to each other all the time in text messages. So this is like the best pillow ever, right here. Yay! This is gonna go very nicely with the Penny Dreadful um, pillow that Ooh, Missy yeah. gave me as a birthday gift. Big <laughs> pillow Missy, giver. Missy has now achieved gold member Etsy status. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So good. So good. Thank you got you, a winner. Yeah, so far, Missy, you're in the lead. <clears throat> She's um, number one out of one. All right, Good let's uh, real quickly, what do you guys, uh, Missy, I believe you're not drinking because you're already high off a bunch of antibiotics. Is that correct? I do have a bourbon cocktail. Very nice. Oh, that's what you take with medication. I think yeah. it says on the ba- on the side of the bottle, it says bourbon cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, Alcohol's medicine, man. Jesse, something flashed by on your screen that sounded interesting a few minutes ago. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Uh, yeah, a couple of our audience members, Diana and Comrade Chrome, hooked me up with a bottle of Snugglebug from a California brewery. So I'm rocking that right now in a glass that Rob gave me. Hey, Russian River. Those are like my favorite glasses. Snugglebug is a great name for a beer. It really is. Um, Rob, speaking of not great names for a beer, what are you drinking? So I am having currently right now a foggy geezer by the War Pigs Brewery, which is a collaboration between Three Floyds and McKellar. Mickler. Yeah, it's a hazy India pale ale. Hazy. It's very juicy. And every and for now, like every now and then, since I usually drink like um sweeter beers that aren't so like tart, sometimes I'm like, am I drinking like it's a little briny? It almost tastes a little briny. Because of like how juicy it is. Hmm. That throws me off. But anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Foggy geezer. I want you guys to see the innovation. <laughs> In an effort to drink my bo- keep my bottle cold so that I can drink it, because warm, it's just really foul. I have here a lunch bag <laughs> that has a gel ice pack. <laughs> Beautiful. And a more classic freeze pack. And I am drinking, because it's the holiday season, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> chocolate blended with red wine. Oh, that is terrible. This is, this is where we're at so far. The goal is to finish this before the end of this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> I believe in you. I can do it. Comrade, Comrade Chrome does say Smog City represent. So, Jesse, good job representing Thanks. Smog City. Thanks to them. Yeah. I feel very good about uh, the gift exchange so far and the drink drink exchange. Jesse voted. I'm seeing the side of your headphones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I think the next thing we're going to talk about is probably a little is probably going to be maybe a more controversial topic. But uh, Rob brought this up. If I would have brought it, we would know it was controversial. But Rob suggested <laughs> that we talk about the war on Christmas. Now, Jesse, do you celebrate Christmas? Uh, not really. I mean, okay. I, I do the gift exchange with y'all. Okay. Right. Misty? 
Yes. Okay, so Misty wears the antlers um, the rest of the time too, not just for this. I, I figured Misty was. Now, Misty, I'm going to ask a question, and, and if I'm prying, just tell me my, my own business. No. Do you celebrate um, Christmas in a religious way, or is it just kind of in the more um, consumerist, like, like more modern consumerist cute way? Yeah, the cute way. <laughs> uh, Rob, would you like to share your uh, your level of Christmas participation? I mean, listeners, I think, already know, but... Uh, yeah, I'm way atheist, so, like, this is... I do the family, like, we like to get together and give gifts to each other kind of thing. Um, yep. I really stepped it up this year by owning a Santa hat. Um, this is the $6 Target adult-sized Santa hat. And if you notice behind me, I got one of those, like, you know lights that projects snowflakes it's supposed to be for outside i just took the stake part off and just sitting on the shelf above me so <laughs> projecting snowflakes so this is probably the Chris, the most christmasy i've been in um like at least a decade but you participate i mean your family and stuff participates probably in a more consumerist Christmas yeah definitely in the family. modern like it's divorced from religion but it's still a, like a, an yeah. annual thing yeah rob i have a question for you you know i i know that you're atheist and, and probably astute listeners know but how do you manage to be atheist and not talk about it all the fucking time that you're <laughs> oh i'm not an asshole <laughs> oh okay i just wanted to check because i mean i started a question yeah. i thought maybe you were actually like a closet lutheran or something and, and no you, just, you know come out and say you were atheist every now and then <clears throat> so like without talking about it nonstop. I mean, I do have opinions and thoughts on that, um, but it, but what it comes down to is, like, I was raised um, not believing in a god, um, but I was also raised to value what matters to other people. <laughs> and so, like... <laughs> oh, you mean not be a dick? <laughs> to not be an asshole. So, like, if religion is what makes you a better person, I'm never going to question the fact that it's completely fucking insane that you believe in a higher power, because that's up to you. <laughs> that's your journey. <laughs> What I find amusing, and I guess I'll preface this by saying I don't have any real religious beliefs either. Um, I do mostly participate in Christmas from the very modern consumer point of view, um, although I respect others' um, religious beliefs uh, too. I, I almost the thing with atheists is almost, and, and Rob, I'm excluding you from this, I'm talking about the very vocal atheists. It's kind of like as much time as they spend talking about how they don't believe in God almost like concerns me. Because if you just don't think it's a thing, then why do you fucking talk about it so much? So, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like walking around all the time saying like, I, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. Almost is like weird. Like why is it take up? Why am I so about talking about what I don't believe in? So it's, it's always been kind of a weird thing to me. And nobody talks about it. We talk about vegans. We talk about fucking CrossFit people. We never talk about atheists and how much they... Uh, vapors? Vapors? Oh. Yeah, I don't... But I, then again, I fall into the same thing. I talk about vaping if somebody asks. Like, that's yeah. really the, the... I mean, it's a drive in anyone, right? To be <clears throat> to be recognized outside of themselves. But the weird thing is they're, they're... So, yes. But with atheists, it's like wanting to be recognized for something they don't participate in. For an absence of something. Yeah. yeah. Which is the little, that's what I'm saying. It's almost questionable how much some atheists talk about being atheists just based on. Yeah. And I think that like, for me, my perspective on it is like, I've always known that there is no God. So like, it, it, it's not a revelation. Some people became an atheist after being religious. Some people, you know, so their journey is like through, like some people are framing atheism on the, on the, on the foundation of belief. And so for them, like it's, 
they they're evangelical about atheism the way that people be evangelical about religion and so like so but they're I, distancing sometimes themselves is what you're saying probably the their need to distance themselves from something from before maybe is why they identify so strongly yeah or they see it as a harmful thing like you have a bad re- experience with a religion you want to stop that religion from happening or you want to open people's eyes i i realize the fruitlessness of trying to change someone's religious beliefs um i think it's easier to try and make sure that someone's a good person than to change what they believe or don't believe in so yeah i have a very like tame atheism and um i'll always talk to people about their religion because it's fascinating to me like to know what like you seem like a smart rational person plus you believe that a an invisible guy in the sky you know is judging you all the time why what got you to that point and so yeah i'm, I'm more curious than anything do you think it's cultural too like maybe i'm just curious um because with american society you know we've got it down in writing and historically it's like there's supposed to be this separation between things yet religion has like come head on into our society and our politics so i wonder if that's maybe a reason why atheists are so vocal because you know lines are being crossed that weren't supposed to be crossed and they're kind of affecting an overall picture um, I mean, anything's possible. I was genuinely asking the question because I'm I'm curious as to as to why that could very well be one of the reasons. I really like Rob's idea that if it's somebody who was devout, um, that that it's almost important for them uh, to be vocal about the, their findings or their personal findings because they were probably very vocal about what they believed in previously. So all it's done is switched, you know, what they talk about. Um, only this time it's saying I don't believe that's a thing. Um, it could yeah. be something could be politically driven. I mean, I don't think we live in a terribly politically driven society nowadays or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay tuned for the conspiracy episode. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for having oh. some more drinks and me and Jesse talking about shit. Um, oh, so, uh, but at any rate, uh, I, and I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on atheists. I really don't. Cause I don't know if I call myself an atheist. I don't want Probably. you to shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different episode and another, <laughs> it's like a second bottle of chocolate wine. Oh, um, hey, but uh, fuck it. This is the Christmas episode, right? So there's no holiday for atheists going on right now. So if we can't shit on them now, when can we, right? I think but isn't like, Festivus like the atheist celebration? No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. Oh, um, Comrade Chrome does say he only celebrates Christmas for the tamales. So I think he's got a very damn straight. You know, Listen, Mexican people take approach. Christmas really fucking seriously. Yeah, they go and to and Morrissey and Morrissey. From what I've heard, yeah, really. Here's Wait, really... Morrissey takes Christmas seriously? I hear, or, I hear or he's the... really big. Yeah, interesting. Um, um, yeah. So, so, but now that we're talking about atheism. We're talking about Christmas. I wanted to talk about the war on Christmas a little bit because like, like we were talking about in the political climate, um, our president did say we will say Merry Christmas again uh, recently. I think back in October and November, he said that, which is fucking dumb because who's not saying Merry Christmas? <laughs> um, and so like the war on Christmas, it's a thing. And so I did a little research because like, if you talk to most people, all right, so before I go into this, what's the first thing you think about when the words more on Christmas are said? Jesse? 
someone's like stealing mangers from yard displays and burning them in a pyre. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, okay. Have you, like, have you seen that in the news, or that you just make that up? <laughs> no, I'm j- I'm just making shit up. I'm- All right. So, like, newsworthy things, things that have happened in the news. Like, where where does your mind go? To war on Christmas? Yeah. Um, people losing their shit over a fucking Starbucks cup design. Starbucks cup design. Misty, <laughs> yeah. anything else? I don't really pay attention to the news. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, the only, I, only news station they have in Texas, by the way, is Fox News. So you, know, you can't even get CNN yeah. once yeah. you cross the border in Texas. So. Which is really conflicting because Fox News is the legitimate news source, but it's also the fake news. So Texans are... Yeah. Um, Rob, I think for me, it's really censorship is what I see. Um, the, the condescension towards people wishing somebody a holiday that maybe isn't their own. Okay. All right. Starbucks is probably for me the biggest thing like new in the news. Um, like two years ago, they went from having somewhat Christmas themed cups to something more neutral holiday, like, but not specifically about Christmas, which enraged all like the fucking soccer moms in the world. And um, there, there was like these protests where like, you know, the fucking protests are with this. This is like my favorite thing about the whole thing. Like when they ask you for your name to write on the cup, Oh yeah. You tell, them your, you tell them your name is Merry Christmas. So they have to call out Merry Christmas when your drink is ready. But that means they're going and spending money at Starbucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the, it's the dumbest protest. You're reinforcing there anyway. Um I did a little research. So like you're right. Uh the holiday um saying happy holidays, I think I work in retail, so like saying happy holidays instead of Christmas and having that one angry guy with like a big belly and suspender, not Santa Claus, but like, you know, redneck. <laughs> a redneck going like, how come you're not saying Merry Christmas? That kind of thing is something that I've experienced. Really the guy too. I mean, I, I also in retail, that is the guy that, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. So there, there are things that we experience. Um, but I did a little research about how American Christmas really is. Um, and I have just a couple of uh, uh, quick um, statistics to quote. When do you guys think Christmas became a federal holiday? Any guesses? 1941. All right. I'm, I'm going to go earlier than that, probably around 1900. Anything else, Misty? Uh... Misty's like, God gave us Christmas. We didn't even <laughs> acknowledge it. It actually made a federal holiday? Uh, no, I, I have nothing. Continue. It was made a feller holiday June 28th, 1870. Nice! So it has been a federal holiday for quite a while. Um, but that means for the first almost century of the country's existence, Christmas was more observed, more on a regional level. It wasn't a, actually recognized as a federal holiday. Um, and at the beginning, the, pil- the, the what, are those, what are those people? Pilgrims? Puritans. Puritans? Mm-hmm. Pilgrims, who were Puritans were very anti-Christmas. And so, like, they banned, not, not banned, but they were very much against the practice of Christmas. But, like, um, certain religions still practiced. Um, but it was definitely not an American holiday for the entire um, duration of our country. Uh, and actually, there's, like, a local, Liv, yes, I'll say, you might, um, you might know about this. This is a personal experience in my life. For me, the war on Christmas been going back to like 
my childhood. Um, <laughs> if I said uh, the name Robert Sherman, does that mean anything to you, Livius? No, I mean, I know there's like buildings and schools and stuff named after him, but I don't know who he is specifically. So he was a very active atheist activist in the 80s and 90s. And um, he was famous for like suing townships who had um, religious like things on display because it was impinging, it was infringing on the whole like separation of uh, church and state. And so the town that I went to school in, in high school, uh, Wakanda, actually there was a very um, well-known case where he was, the, the town had two water towers and there was crosses at the top of the water towers for the Christmas time. And he sued to have the crosses removed and was successful and everybody hated him. And then there were stars on the, on the water towers instead of crosses. So it's probably my first memory. That was 1989. It was a big deal. Um, Right. So I was thinking about Roger Sherman, the, the one of the founding fathers, not the same guy. <laughs> Different Robert Sherman. Yeah. That's, yeah I'm Sherman. like, like, why am I, why am I, <laughs> sounds familiar, but yeah, it's Roger Sherman. Um, yeah. I mean, so, you know, let's, let's talk. I mean, we have church separation of church and state, which I, I think is a good thing. I'm not even a church person. Yeah. Um, so let, let, let's, I guess, talk about that a little bit. Um, and, and I'll, I'll throw out, I'll throw out some questions. So I'm going to start with one extreme, I think, uh, Jesse, your thoughts on, <laughs> your thoughts on public, um, public buildings. So schools, for example, I don't know about crosses, crosses probably really gets to the heart of religion, but if a school has a Christmas tree decorated in very traditional Christmas stylings with an angel topper, is that, uh, is that too much, um, uh, non-separation of co-bingling of church and state. I think it depends on whether they have other stuff too. I mean, if, if it's a public institution and there's public money involved and all that, then don't you kind of have to represent all who want to have representation and not block? Um, I, 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 I don't know. I was asking you, so I'm going to guess that you think, I mean, that I mean, that, that's my general thought on it. Sure. I mean, Christmas tree, yeah, fine. It's a Christmas tree, whatever. I, I really don't care. But if someone is being blocked from, like, having a display that has a different December time faith represented, well, then that Christmas tree does become a problem because you are no longer observing separation. You are now discriminating. Okay, so how far down? Misty, I saw you um, uh, agreeing with Jesse, which am I, am I correct? Is that what the devil horns were? Or um, were you correct uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, like, I completely understand why there is a, a tendency to not want to involve themselves in any kind of um, holiday representation because there are so many different kinds. It seems like it would be okay to have a Christmas tree because I mean, a Christmas. You go out to any store right now. There's Christmas trees everywhere. But if you put a Christmas tree in a classroom and you have a child who doesn't celebrate Christmas, and they're having to be like, "Okay, I understand what that holiday is," and and they're probably comfortable having it there. But you're also not representing what they have in their home, and then another. So, how many different ones do you have the obligation to represent? I think you shouldn't have it there in the first place. Um, Rob, 
I, I, I see the nod, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you probably agree with this, right? And for the most part, like I think that, I mean, everybody obviously everybody blows it out of proportion, and it ends up being more about I, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, than it does like, hey, let's be reasonable about you know, the shit, because like you know we're all gonna have different ideas. Um, if you know, if I wanted to be equally represented to Christmas and Hanukkah and, and any other like holiday that happens around this time how would that look there's no there's no specific atheist you know so like i would also like one section of nothing yeah, i want just to the left of the christmas tree you want a <laughs> corner just a corner Two feet a blank wall um so it gets it becomes ridiculous it becomes ridiculous to fight for only christmas saying it's Why? a christian nation it becomes ridiculous to say everything needs to be represented equally like it, the it, it becomes more semantic than it does like it, it takes away from like the feeling of what we're supposed to be like in the holidays it, it's stupid like it, you know i'm okay with christmas i'm okay with hanukkah i'm okay with all these different holidays if i see one and not the other i'm not going to be like you it's just <laughs> so um, you know so i'm gonna circle back around to jesse so jesse how far down should we in your opinion um drill down on this so misty was all Right. So, I mean, at what point do we have to put up like a pitchfork and like burn a child? Because that's what Misty believes. In. And I, I mean, I'm saying that jokingly, but I mean, like, you know, like if Satan is. Did you smug, watch Mother this weekend? <laughs> um, I mean, it is the winter solstice, right? So, I mean, we have we have some other some other um, I'll say fringe religions. Um, you know, I don't know how many witches watch the show. But uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. We could have a big witch contingent that we're not aware of. And listen, we, you never know. Um, so I guess, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. So, Jesse, you're on the we should have nothing, correct? I mean, I don't know. You either have to have nothing or you have to have everything, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> necessarily <laughs> Sure. I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think if we're talking about, well, we're talking about classrooms, right? We're talking about school. Well, let me use this an example. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like, right. what, what's the arena here that we're talking yeah, about? So, so this, this would, where we're going to separation of church and state. So I mean, we can get to to stores because I have some thoughts on stores and how they treat this too. So, well, I okay. have If we're talking about schools, though, I think it's okay to hold the cl your class if it's a homeroom class or you know, and find out what they want represented in the class because I. I agree with Rob too that that gets blown out of proportion. You shouldn't lose the spirit. The spirit, whether you believe in something or not, Christmas is everywhere right now. Mm -hmm. And so to lose that just because you can't agree on something, I think is blowing it out of proportion. But yeah. that's just an answer for, or a potential answer for a classroom. And what I'll say as a person who, again, raised atheists, um, if you want to fucking take a little side road here, this will be really quick. Think about the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, at some point, the Pledge of Allegiance under God was added to that. And like, I, I, you know, so one nation, well, first of all, saying the Pledge of Allegiance is probably the most Nazi thing like this country has ever done. Right. But like, that's neither here nor there. I, mean, I was so okay with just like skipping those two words. One nation, indivisible was how I rolled. I just didn't say it. I didn't say the under God part because fuck that. I didn't believe in that. That's no one ever called me out on that. 
But like, I consciously chose to skip those two words because it didn't apply to me. Yeah. And I was fine with that. Some other people might be like, oh, you're trying to make me love God. And, you know, whatever. But for me, I was okay with that low-key just kind of dissent without making it a big deal. Well, it only becomes a problem when people are forced. Because with that specific example, there are examples out there that are documented where people have been forced to say it or face consequences. So it's, yeah. you know, it's it's when, like, so you could say, like, people making a big deal out of something, it can go both ways. Like the overreaction can happen on both sides of the coin. Absolutely. I just want, I don't want to get away from this because this is my favorite, so far my favorite thing this episode. <laughs> um, John Gatwood um, used a, uh, a, a, a little obscure way to, to get a hold of us. He says, hi, Rob and Liv and Jesse and Misty. Um, John, a longtime friend of Rob. John and I are almost like twins. We're born on the same date. Oh, wow. The same day, because he's uh, significantly younger than I am. But uh, hi, John. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Good to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it. So let's talk about, someone said we are a Christian nation. I know it was said kind of in 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 the, the course of talking. Are, are we a Christian nation? Oh, well, not if no. the founders weren't. <laughs> I mean, I'm, if the founders well, were anti-Christmas. I mean, okay. <laughs> you got the, whatever. Okay. If, <laughs> <laughs> this is for Rob because he wanted this. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm uncomfortable. We'll just well, Olivia's Misty, Misty, just take a knee if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> well, so are we? Are we a Christian nation? I mean, no, let's, keep, no, no, we're not. But like people, uh, the Christian people will argue that we are. Right. So how do we determine if we're a Christian nation? Right. So when we say that statement, I mean, it's it's not in the Declaration of Independence. I mean, it, it does say under God, I guess. Technically, the founders of the country did say one nation under God. Right. Like that's. No, no, no it was no, never was, in the Constitution. That was, no, that was added to currency and to the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> and like basically everywhere in like okay. the mid 1900s. So no that mention a, of God, and I'm not I'm not a historian by any means, so I'm not questioning this. No mention of the of God in the Declaration of Independence. No, there's no right. God in our founding right. articles. Right. Um, yeah, how they, they would we tune in back then? Other than the founders, <laughs> is there a way to determine that a nation is um is a particular religion? So how well, do we determine that there's a Muslim nation? It turns out that I have some statistics on the religious the religious like uh, breakdown of of the country from the last from 1948 till now. Um, we are a majority people who are religious and, uh, but that statistic is changing. So, um, I think Protestants were the highest number, uh, but I didn't break it down. I just broke it down to religious and non-religious. Um, in 1948, 91% of the country identified as one of the main religions, be it, um, Christianity, Judaism, whatever, uh, 91% total. Cut to today, 74%. So there is a significant decrease in the number of people who are religious in our country. Atheism from 1948 to now went from 2% to 17%. So, All right, hold on a second. I don't think Judaism counts in this argument, though, because people are arguing that we're actually a Christian nation. Right. No, no, no. And I'd love, I'd love to see more, more numbers to break down. Cause I was going to say, I mean, if we're, if there's a vast majority and I'm not Christian, so I'm not arguing this to further my own point, 
you know, <laughs> if, if 70% of our country is Christian, are we a Christian nation? I mean, we're the people who vote are Christian, right? The majority of people who vote follow one religion. Um, uh, does no. that make us a nation of that people? Nope. Okay. So then I'm going to assume that we, so then are you guys on the, then on the, the, the thought that there are no countries that are religiously assigned? I don't know what the other word is. Well, one's countries that have uh, religious governments absolutely would be. Yeah. So, but you're basing that based on the government, right? Yeah. That the that, government, that the government has religion tied into its operations. I see what you're saying. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that our current president is tied to one religion. <laughs> hey, let me ask a question. Because it's tied to the same religion. Let me ask a question. Cause I'm not, I don't know the answer to this. Sure. Are Protestants considered Christian? They're yes. Christian. Yes. And are Catholics also Christian? Yes. Yes. So you've got Catholics and Protestants. Lutherans. All right. So if you add up the Protestants and Catholics in 1948, it was so 69% and 22%. <clears throat> Livius? That's 91. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's 91. Uh, today, Protestants, uh, well, as of 2015, 38%, Catholics, 23%. Yeah, so still, still a majority. And that, that's what I was saying. And again, I'm not making an argument for it, but when the, the, the majority of the country sides one way, there is an argument there that this country then is Christian, right? I mean, there's well, people who put people into power to make the decisions for us, and I would think that they make a lot of those decisions if they're not just saying, if they truly believe in their faith, are making some faith-based decisions. Well, then I could... If that's the case, then I could argue that the trend is it is becoming less and less religious. So eventually we will be an atheist country. Yeah, probably. I don't doubt that. I mean, religion is as we find technology and science and I don't know, rational thinking um, more prevalent. Yeah, it is, it's going to fall away. That's not, I don't even yeah. think that's debatable. Missy. Oh, no, I was the only thing I was going to say is um, the country was founded to or the reason that people came here from England was to escape religious persecution from Catholicism or from Christ, a version of Christianity. So for this country to then adapt or adopt a Christian. Crap. I'm sick. I can't think of the right <laughs> words, but you want to basically that, say that like Christianity like we are associated. Right yeah. Yes. That goes against the whole reason that they came here. And I, I just don't see that ever happening. And even though they put in like under God, 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 I don't think they were really meaning, or those people may have been. Oh, Christian, they were. I think they were <laughs> Christian, but I, um, maybe it was ill-advised, but even if it wasn't, <laughs> I think that they left it more open. They didn't say which God, right? Again, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a historian, but I do think <laughs> that the escape, that the escape from religious persecution was to the freedom to believe in what you want, including yes. nothing. Yes. Um, so I don't think that means that they were trying to not be Christian. <laughs> I think that just means that they wanted to worship and believe however they Freely. thought was appropriate, yeah. freedom. which yeah. is how you wind up with lutherans and methodists and, yeah. and baptists and, yeah. and a variety of other that all I, I and again i apologize to anybody who's watching if baptists aren't christian or whatever i just said is wrong but really <laughs> everything you said is correct right they're, they're all, all under the same umbrella they're all from god jesus which really just means all, yeah the chris the christians can't agree with each other 
they they all find their own their own um, ways to interpret the teachings of God and whatever. Like I said, personally, I don't care, and I know I'm I'm taking that side, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. Um, you would care if you sat through a lot of Catholic weddings. I mean, I went I went to a Lutheran school for the first five years of my education, so I know it was the first five years. But that included a mandatory attending church on Sunday, like three hours of church every Wednesday. Damn! So I was indoctrinated early, not because my parents thought I should be, um, because it's the school they thought was going to be most beneficial um, for me when I was a youth, and then that wore off and. Fifth through eighth grade, they, they gave up on you. Chicago, <laughs> product of Chicago public sunlight. schools. <laughs> holy water would burn his skin. Yeah, so so that's I want to I want to acknowledge Comrade Chrome did say a little while back, um, Christmas is Viking cultural appropriation. Praise Odin. <laughs> so. I would just um, like to say for the sake of our listeners that I don't believe Comrade Chrome to be a reliable source for his thoughts on Viking cultural appropriation or Danny Elfman's love for little girls. <laughs> the thoughts expressed by Comrade Chrome are not the thoughts uh, expressed by Book. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But here's the thing, though. A lot of Christian tradition is stolen from pagan religions. So Every religion, all of them. I mean, we just talked about all the religions that celebrate shit in December, for God's sake. I mean, it's it's, right uh, now. I mean, people um, used to celebrate shit that actually mattered. Like a cat. <laughs> you know? Hold on, hold on. Jesse's talking about things that matter. I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> no, pa- pagans, they used to worship shit that mattered. Like, we worship the harvest and the planting and all of these Aww. other things that are necessary for life. And then other religions came in and appropriated those those days or those times of the year, and were like, "Now we need to celebrate this this dude or this saint or whatever." It's like those don't sustain life. I don't know if that's the direct progression, but I like where your head. <laughs> Probably not the direct progression. <laughs> um, there is a lot of copying um, of Christianity yeah. of other faiths, which copied other faiths, which it gets really tricky to find out who the first one thought that a uh, child born a virgin birth late in the year um, was going to save everybody. It's uh so yeah, there's a lot of that. And there's uh if you want to see a quick primer on that uh, zeitgeist, it's available on YouTube for free. The first third of that documentary film covers um, the amazing amount of crossover and similarities between religions. Is that it's, before he gets into like the nine one one nine? I'm sorry, nine eleven uh, truther shit. That is correct. It, it's before he gets into a good analysis of what might have happened. I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> so, wrapping up the whole war on Christmas thing. I'm not um, done. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, those are serious eyes. Uh, Proceed, sir. It's already nine ten. I feel like it's time for another gift. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. And then I want to, well, because I really want to get back. So we talked about church and state, but we didn't talk about like the inundation of society. So we didn't talk about the other side. But let's celebrate that side by opening a gift. I am going to um, go last, partially because there's a little bit of a blunder with one of the gifts I sent didn't arrive, and then I would really like Rob to open my gift last. So if I could get a volunteer from Jesse. Uh, or... Rob. Rob's going up because I got his right here. Oh, right. Rob's next. Open mine. Um, open mine. Rob, all at once. What are we doing? Um, 
uh, Misty and Jesse go together, uh, Livia separately. All right. Which one do we open first? Um, I don't care as long as you guys choose the same ones. Jesse. I get the soft one. Squishy one, yeah! Also, I love that we all get, we are getting some of the same things. Get the fuck out! Oh, <laughs> oh it's Coney! <laughs> Can you see mine, Jesse? Yeah. Oh my god, that is hilarious. <laughs> I feel like we just scream queen this Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. uh you're gonna be so disappointed in mine. Guys, when when does this show come back? Never. Oh fuck you, Olivia. <laughs> so for, for the for the people viewing, the Kappa Kappa Tau uh t-shirt was the sorority from Screen Queens, and then uh Jesse was wearing the Coney um Coney one, so that was good stuff. This is, uh, this is Rob's way of saying, hurry your ass up, season two's coming. Oh my god, you did not do that to him. Uh, Jesse, he's saying the same thing through me for you, just so as you know. Yeah, he gave me this lovely lady, though. I um, gave you Maeve because you're the social justice warrior, Jesse. <laughs> Those are from Because West I'm Coral, the hooker with a heart of gold? Correct, if I'm correct, Wait, right? I'm the, am I the racist? Uh, you you're like, the gozer of the group. <laughs> <laughs> you are the gozer. You like the big bad. So. I am the big bad. Yeah, you're the glory. I'm the buffy. That's how it is. Uh, Misty, which Chanel number are you? I guess is the question. I know very little about Screen Queens. You're like Chanel number eight, right? Is that? Number one, Obvi. Obvi. <laughs> Obvi. Um, I'm going to open this really large box from Rob, so I apologize if I'm really far away from that. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> Oh my oh, god, wow. this existed. Damn. Guys, Rob, I did not know this existed. Neither did I. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. What it is a uh, vault that makes a ton of different cases. They make a vapor vault. <laughs> mod case. Dude, Damn. I am going to Richard Thomas the shit out of this. This is going to be with me everywhere I go. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you, sir. So this was actually it's it's good that um, Comrade Chrome and Diana are on the um, are on this because the reason I was inspired to to give you this was because um, after seeing them in L.A. one time, uh, not pretty soon after that, Livius and I were going to like a book event together. And I sent them a picture of like the four different mods that Livius had laying in his car console on the <laughs> way there. And I'm like, we're hanging out for like an hour. And this is what Livius brought. So. There you go. The struggle is real. Thank you, buddy. This is great. I, I feel lame about I got you guys. I uh, yeah. I, I always want to support your vape habit, as you can tell by the shirt that you're wearing. That, oh yeah. So hold on. All right. So now now that now that I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of uh, left um, wing people to tune out, this shirt actually does. This is last year's gift, and it says "Make America Vape Again." Um, I do want to say uh, that the Gatwoods are on. Uh, and viewing mm -hmm. and Alyssa does say Gatwoods represent and John will appreciate my gift to you as well uh, Comrade Chrome does say that's pretty sick <laughs> so Rob um, I don't know man it's I'm gonna have to make a decision between you and Misty this is this is pretty goddamn <laughs> close hey before we go back to conversation um, I'd like to take a break so I can refresh my drink is everybody okay with yes, that same here. All right, wait Rob. I want Fresh a drink. All right, uh, we can hey, do it at the same time. Watching, go get a drink. I'm just gonna sit here and vape because I came yeah. prepared <laughs> with my with my ghetto cooler for my 
chocolate wine. So uh, you guys right. go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm going to sit here in silence until you, guys, until you guys get back. Make America vape again. Mava. Vape again. <laughs> I guess there's still people watching. I can just sit here and talk. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm really excited. So I, I totally lamed out on um, Jesse and Misty's gift. So you guys know, I just couldn't come up with anything. So I'm a little uh, embarrassed at my poor choices. But I think I make up for it with what I got robbed. So stick around till the end. Um, not that this is a play to get you to stick around, but I totally think I may have won this whole gift giving thing. So uh, I, it's not often that I'm really impressed with myself. This is one of those times I'm really, really impressed with myself. So hi, Alyssa, by the way. Um, six viewers. This is, uh, I think that we've held six viewers for longer than we have at any other time. Um, we're going to get talking about real fun stuff, retail and Christmas. And then uh, more gift opening. By that time, Rob will be drunk, so I'm sure there's something that he'll get into that we can talk about. Uh, that's it. Hold on. Before we, uh, before we move on, I want to say that Linda is, is watching and said that I totally won and I gave the best gift ever. I don't know if that was acknowledged. but I think she was talking to me. I was talking about my gift to you, to the people who are still on while you were gone. So I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, was... I'm going to interpret that my way. You should Listen, you totally should. You totally should. I'm interpreting you... this as Li Linda gave the best gift, but I don't have a gift from Linda sitting here. <laughs> Drinking some Bourbon County Barley Wine, 2017. Does anybody else um, want to cover what they're drinking? Jesse, are you on anything different than you were earlier? I don't know what that is. Nice. Insight Terror Bear. Nice. Snugglebug was so much better named. <laughs> um, now, Snugglebug, so mixing, Terror beers, Bear. mixing beers isn't like mixing other liquors, right? No. It can be. Okay. Uh, yeah, when you hang out with like, Jeffy long enough. <laughs> okay. Um, Misty, still bring, drinking some bourbon cocktails? Uh, yes. Excellent. Very good. Hey, I want to say we're up to six viewers now. This is like a like a world record. We had seven. Oh, I didn't mention yeah. it, but there were seven. Uh, it's like triple. It's like triple the usual. So correct. It's because uh, yeah, it's because we posted yeah. things online. I think Rob and I were joking yeah. about posting stuff, and I was like, we wouldn't want to have both of our viewers miss the miss the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into this. I don't know how long it's going to take. So we talked about what we each think um, should be the separation of church and state when it comes to Christmas. But what about retail, right? Retail, and I'm going to throw in there television and all multimedia. So we can have not have Christmas trees at school or churches on water towers, thanks to Robert Sherman or, or whatever. But um, you really can't go in public and not be assaulted with just one holiday, right? I mean, essentially, I've seen some Hanukkah stuff. Yeah, but it's all Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. It's the same thing on TV, right? Um, so Jesse, we'll start with you again. <laughs> we started with you last time, so we'll kind of go through um, your thoughts on the the Christmas bombardment from people who can make money off of it, because that ties into to my theory on this a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess there's a couple different ways I look at it. Part of me is like, ultimately, I don't give a shit because I don't believe in it, so I just ignore it. But, you know, if we're talking ideologically, our government has decided to grant corporations the rights of individual human beings. So when you come at it from that angle, it's very problematic. All 
All right. I'm not sure. Um, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not trying. I. I. Okay. So you're saying that this is he 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 brought in a different element to yeah okay all right I just I wasn't sure he did. related to like bombarding us he with brought Christmas in a different element okay he he made it more evil sure so I think, no I I guess I made it more I guess I made it worse for people who actually think there's a war on Christmas because if if corporations wouldn't have been granted the rights of individuals which they shouldn't have because they're not individual human beings then they would be private entities and they could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And there would be nothing anyone could say about it. But since they were granted that right, it is problematic that they're doing things that go against certain laws and separations and whatnot. Okay. Um, Rob, thoughts? You're in retail. Um, Good time for your company. From this perspective, I, I see it all as like, people looking at what's going to make me the most money if like there was a huge spike in like you know the like and and re regionally it, it's going to be different so like I, I for example in illinois if you go to skokie you're probably going to see a lot more hanukkah um related stuff mm -hmm. because it's yep. a heavily jewish population in that town um and and from a from a company's perspective it's all about making money so you're going to go where the money is and the majority of people from the statistics that i quoted earlier are going to be the people that celebrate christmas whether it's for christian reasons or because like me well fuck everybody celebrates christmas so um it comes down to like what's going to make me money I, i'm not bothered by it i don't think that that it's as insidious as i don't think that there's like a corporate um conspiracy to Christmasize everybody. I just think it's like, let's Christmas the shit. It's fucking. But if there was one thing that I needed to stop, it would be pumpkin spice. <laughs> that's, a fall, that's a fall that's thing, a fall thing fall though. Thing. Far more now, dangerous than, than Christmas. Mocha. Now, yeah, that's fine. Now, now Rob wants a separation of coffee and state. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin that. spice state. far more insidious than any Christmas shit that anybody has going on sure. but i gotta give it up to the companies that specifically choose to do their own thing like starbucks with their cups like the the ceo when challenged with boycotts and stuff basically and talking to his shareholders about things like that or other issues that they stand up on says if this isn't something for you sell our stock you don't you don't you shouldn't own our stock so i like it when people stand up for doing the non-christmas thing because that's just what they believe, but I don't think that there's some sort of big conspiracy to Christmasize everything. Um, Misty, do you have any thoughts? Because I, I wanted to respond to Rob, but I'm going to give you a chance to, to throw your your thoughts out there too. I don't have a lot to add, so it's just yeah, it's about <laughs> profitability, right? Like, so that's about, what I was yeah, say. that's what it is. Okay. Um, and, and and I understand the whole Starbucks thing. I thought it was stupid. I haven't gone to Starbucks in years. I'm protesting not because. <laughs> For a far more diverse reason uh, than that, I mean, because they got rid of their Christmas cups, right? I did not feel that they. I did not feel that Starbucks they was inclusive. Merry Christmas. That they were inclusive enough to everybody, and so long before the, the Christmas cup conspiracy, the smokers at the smokers time. actually, yeah, um, smokers at the time. So I've stopped Rob knows thousands of dollars, right? Like every year. And I think that's the best thing to do. <laughs> so you realize it sucks when you're in a non-inclusive environment then. 
No, but but Jesse, this, this is the whole thing. So really, I just vote with my wallet, which touches on what Rob said earlier, like going in there and, and making them somehow acknowledge that I could smoke out in public or whatever was not the solution. The solution was to spend my money elsewhere, or at least not to spend it with them. Um, and I think it's interesting, though, because I, I here's what I see. I see a lot of less Christmas um stuff so i don't see a lot of signs in retailers that say have a merry christmas they're all happy holidays i work for a retailer although we're not directed to specifically it's kind of uh understood that you're going to acknowledge that it's the holiday season and we don't have things that are branded with christmas but it's all this bullshit right so starbucks for example still puts together tons of gift baskets um bulks up their gift cards they still encourage people to buy gifts but it doesn't, it, it, it's not real Christmassy on their cups. So ultimately, they didn't do something that is going to impact their bottom line. They didn't say, hey, we're just not going to offer gifts. And I'm not saying Starbucks. I'm saying across the board. Uh, I was waiting for a different company. <laughs> right. But I'm saying just across the board, um, although you may not acknowledge Christmas, you still pack your store with the giftables. They get moved up closer to the front for everyone to buy. There's still holiday cards that can be purchased that maybe don't say Christmas, but they've got like an angel next yeah. to uh a manger or whatever. So you ultimately change, you change the hours that you're open. Right. On specific yeah. Yeah. Days. You, still, you, yeah. Still, you observe all of it, um, yeah. <laughs> but you just don't say Christmas. So I think again, a company that truly would stand behind it, it would be business as usual. But when it comes down to it, all beliefs, all everything aside, all of those people are there to just make money, which is something <laughs> I believe in making Let me, money. So what you're actually saying is they're doing every like this is a very Keaton thing. They're doing everything but actually doing it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's <laughs> but that's the truth. So, you know, I, I don't think that we should. I mean, businesses should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Like if you're publicly owned or if you're privately owned, it's your blood, sweat and tears that went into that company. I'm not going to begrudge your your decision to put up Merry Christmas on every window or not to pretend Christmas isn't around. I just don't think anybody pretends Christmas isn't still a huge fucking deal. Can I just take a moment to appreciate Livius's bookshelf there? Oh, we, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit. We got a, a Demon Theory. Sure. Demon Theory by Stephen Graham Jones, a little zombie mm -hmm. bake-off. We've got Clevenger with Dermaphoria and the Contortionist Handbook. Mm -hmm. I see two copies of the book, the anthology, right there. Oh. Ooh, and an FCJR. <laughs> uh, a little farther to the right, you'll see, yeah, you'll see the uh, the, the Will Christopher <laughs> Bayer collection. Um down below is some uh, Frank Bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, I see you yeah. got some Danielewski represented right there, but... Yeah, big you know. time. The familiars? I mean, there is more books down here, too. I don't want to say I listed them in order of importance, because I didn't list them in order of importance, because I also have... Rob might know what this is. I don't think you guys know what this is. <laughs> hold on, stop. Wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Room quiet. I'm going to talk for oh, a little Oh, wait a minute. On my screen. That uh, Caleb sent that to you, right? Caleb did send this to me. It was yeah. part of a book giveaway, and the girl never got back to us with her address. The one that won, there was yeah. something we wound up not yeah. sending out. But he Caleb signed it. included this, and he signed it. I am not a contributor to this book. <laughs> 2011. Damn, that's old. Yeah, this is this is from booked year one, month two. Two. It's this two is months the end in. of the second month of booked. So that that uh, that earns a spot up here. Um, wow, that's in, that endures, man. Yeah. So, I don't know if I have anything, any swag that good. <laughs> that endures more than other books, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Um, keeping up the tradition, Jesse and I have had this kind of 
back and forth um, over the years of of some sort of goofy, funny thing. At one point, I um I packed a box that that I shipped to him with some. Uh, I destroyed a book to to use it as the packaging. <laughs> um, and then the next year, I think I can't remember what I did, but he also sent me like a copy of that book, but like had been burned. Like he sent me the ashes. Uh, this year, I took um, part of that book and I used it as the wrapping paper for the gifts that I gave to Jesse. And um, I had some leftovers, so I again packed it to the package with um, crumpled up pages. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time to open another gift. All right. So this time it's going to be Jesse's gift. Hey, Jesse, do I need a knife to open the inside of this? <laughs> to open what? The inside of this. No, he shouldn't. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Robin, Missy, you got the same thing. Livius. <laughs> Some odd one out here. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, okay. <laughs> Livius, yours is an extra special gift this year. It's kind of a clue, actually. Uh-oh. All right. Jesse, you lied. There's so Jesse, there's so much tape on it. Dude, what's with all the tape? Hold on, I got to go get a knife. Misty, might I recommend a clever cutter, <laughs> which will open all your packaging needs. Jesse, what the hell? I have to get a knife too. God damn it! Jesse is nothing if not. Um, I have to get my letter prepared. opener. I'm very thorough. You are, Jesse. You are. Um, I'm going to continue opening this package because I was very prepared with a, a tool with which to open. Perfect. Please do. We can talk about about oh, this while they're away. Let's do it. Here comes Rob with his 80s knife. His butterfly knife? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is my fucking package opener. I'm going to stab myself. I know it. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Jesse, I always can break we... that cut away from yourself rule. <laughs> I do too. Oh, I want you guys wait, to stop talking for a minute so I can don't talk about this. Ooh. This is um, a copy of Richard Layman's. Oh, oh my God. All right, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Misty squeal over me. Misty, you really could have just waited for Livius to get No, that's to okay, Misty. You go ahead. I'll wait patiently. Someone see if Amanda Gowan is available. We've still got like another half hour to go. Mom, is yours open? Hold on. Oh, dude. <laughs> this seems like the fix is in. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad I went with the ones I did now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Olivia. It's, let's let's only pay attention to Olivia. No, 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 Misty. I, I, please don't don't let me don't let me talk about my gift that I'm really excited about. Um, so this is One Rainy Night by Richard Lehman, which I would probably classify as his third best book i don't know i've never really made a list um but i will tell you that more importantly this is the only physical richard layman book that i have because i sold all my richard layman books i read them all um i ordered some from overseas i don't actually own one because i'm all digital and and i say that because if people have conversation they say things like i don't really care about paper books blah 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 this is awesome to have so, uh, Jesse, a, a hint, you say? Yeah, that's a hint. Uh, um, hmm. Hmm. Oh, 2018 book pick. 
Um, I, I, I uh, uh, Jesse, you son of a bitch! How dare you? Tell why me is this woman are. screaming, Rob? Why is she screaming like that? She's she's acting like she had some chocolate wine. She might, yeah, I'm not even screaming like that yet. I'm almost done with this bottle. Jesse, are you fucking kidding I think me? You it... picked a Richard Layman book as your pick for 2018 <laughs> to beat me? To beat me? I think it's because. Misty turned the the big the booked Patreon picks into a competition and was so pleased that you two loved her book or at least liked it and hated mine. And I told her, <laughs> just Jesse, wait. Goddamn genius! Because I can tell you right now, I don't even have to crack this bad boy open. Misty's gonna have a lot of fucking work to do in 2018. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Rob, you might be reading two Richard Lehman books. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that would all, be brilliant. Like, my fucking opinion doesn't even matter in this whole listen, competition. If this, listen, if this like, honestly, if you read two Laban books, then you guys have already solidified next year's gift for me. Like, you don't even have to get me anything because Rob's misery is enough. <laughs> oh. Cheers, kids. Cheers. Hey, by the way, I'm getting there. I'm close. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I just want him to know. Jesse, well played. I am uh, it's kind of boring if we talk about like what we're gonna do for Christmas. That never seems to work out for us. So I gotta say, this was planned before Misty turned it into a competition. It wasn't just to <laughs> just to show her up. This is always what I was getting Livius. Good job, my friend. <laughs> you just gave him the vapiest thumbs up I've ever seen. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, what no, else you guys this got? Is the vapiest thumbs up ever. <laughs> Rob, you see this? Wait, you see I, this? There are more of us than there are of you now. Ooh. Well, I'm outnumbered again. It's fucking my entire life. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! Um, all right, before this gets too emotional, um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I have something I want to talk about. I roll with it. (laughs) I watched a Netflix series. Um, I started Friday night at five o'clock. I was done by like one o'clock on Saturday. Um, You guys seen Dark on Netflix? Was that the German one? It is the German one. Is it about Christmas? It is not even. It takes place in like November. Is that close enough? I mean, for some people, that makes it a Christmas movie. Like if you mention the word Christmas once, it takes place in the fall. No. Hey, dude, right. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. Dude, it totally is. We could have watched that. Guys, I um, Dark should have been season two of The View. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, what oh, is season the two view. of The View? Uh, season two of The View is in hiatus. Um, as we do not currently have a show that we can watch that is worth talking about. Um, I'm totally what? down for watching Dark again. And doing it as um, a season two of The View, but I have not spoken with Rob about Dark or that idea. Dude, I have a feeling hey. that um, David Lynch is going to come back 2019 with another uh, something or other for The View. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that the was that like the teacup coming in to <laughs> to talk to us? For the tea kettle. <laughs> That was like the death. What do they call it? The death. Nell. The death nell. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Rob, if you get this amazing opportunity, <clears throat> can the view be? <laughs> Missy is talking in another dimension. We're, yeah, we're not going to talk about any of anything that you guys just heard. Just ignore that. Um, so uh, nothing to see here. Move along, everybody. Um, so oh, I wait. I'm hold gonna... on. Comrade Chrome says that we should do Nightfall for season two because that show is terrible. It's Nightfall with a K, like K N I G H T fall. Oh, that's on like weird like A and E or something. I think right. It's like a King Arthurian kind of. I think that. I don't know. I'm taking it by the word knight. Yeah, but it's... I there were enough Viking shows already. Somebody was like, you know what we need to do? Another Viking show. Uh, another Viking show, but let's use knights instead. Yeah. I will say that Danny Boyle, actually, director of Train Spotting and a bunch of other things, has a show coming in January. I think it's called Trust. And it is. The, the, the very small synopsis for it sounds freaking terrible, but it's Danny Boyle, so there's got to be something there to it. going to be some Scottish accents. <laughs> Danny Boyle is an American son. production. He's, he's the guy behind um, the zombie movie, right? The Twenty Eight Days Later, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what about Dark? Makes it so great. I think that we uh, overlook. Like, I, I have trouble, like, like how I'm going to phrase this to people because the synopsis does not um, really take you in the proper direction. I think so. Um, in watching episode one, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. If you like stranger things, yeah, there's some teenage kids in this, like, okay. And it feels like a blend between it and stranger things, but it is so different than that. And so much more. Um, really? There's a there's a supernatural element um, to it, but it, uh, it covers uh, like three generations where things, the same things keep happening every 33 years. So um, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a, it's a very intricate show. It's not one that you watch kind of um, passively. It's an active watching show. And um, it, a little bit of a challenge, if you can, I would probably suggest if I go back, I'd probably watch it with subtitles because... Um, Your German's not so good? My German is... Uh, my German's really... I'm not going to get into it. I know a few terms in German. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. Usually when you're on those, those uh, I know, yeah. I know the best words in German. Uh, it's uh, you something or other sites. There is double, um, there's double, a uh, double dubbing. There's a dubbed version, but it, so after like a, an episode, you get over the fact that you haven't watched anything dubbed since like a Kung Fu Sunday when you were a little kid, but the acting is still the, the voices because they don't match up yeah. seem real stiff. So I, I think it's a well-written story. I think the acting is uh, terrible if you're watching the dubbed version. I, I don't think the actors themselves are at fault. I just think it's hard to get into from that standpoint. But what a great story. So, so you, you can watch it in the original German with subtitles can, on yes, Netflix? Yes, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know nowadays it's, it's harder and harder for me to even do that because I'm constantly looking at this or, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a little... Multitasking. It's much harder from the times I used to just stare at the TV for hours on end. Now I'm doing a variety of different things. So I'm going to throw in a recommendation for this holiday season. Nice heartwarming show, Dark. It's on my list, yeah. What? Pour a nice cup of chocolate yeah. wine, watch some Dark. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I heard about it a couple couple few months it's a new, ago. It's a new, uh, new Netflix original, but uh, produced entirely in German. There's a guy, it's weird because if you watch it, you're like, man, they try to get Mads Mickelson, but they couldn't, so they got this guy that looks a lot like him instead. <laughs> oh, so now I really gotta see it. 
Yeah, Livius actually reminded me that I haven't seen Slasher Season 2 yet, which is on Netflix. They picked that up. And I hear it's actually really freaking good. When the first um, season was just okay. I, watched I, I fell out of the first seasons. season after like three episodes, so I couldn't, just wasn't doing it for me. Wait, what happened in the first season? Um, I don't know. I felt the first season was kind of lackluster. Like, it was, was it? A little, little more paint by numbers type, you know. Yeah. Shit, and it's it was a little more like, you know, using cliches to describe it kind of fits the show. But I hear the second season just blows everything out of the water. <clears throat> so, but season two was the camp counselor one, right? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't remember what the premise is. But I think that might be it. <laughs> yeah, I watched both seasons back to back, and season two is better. It's the camp counselor one. What? uh all right, so I guess, you know, we've talked previously on previous episodes with our previous co-host, Misty, about, um, you know, whatever things your family did or whatever. So <laughs> what is, uh, is there anything you're going to be watching specifically because it's Christmas time? And uh, we'll start with Rob. Rob, anything you're going to put on just because it's Christmas time? Is there anything you watch kind of, you know, every year or look forward to? Um, not really. I kind of rotate uh, through the non-Christmas Christmas movies just because it's like, funny to do so um to be completely honest a movie that i love to watch there's there's like movies that i love to watch this time of year and i like to revisit gremlins just because i just love gremlins um eh, i wouldn't say anything very much i think this year it's been a while since i've gone through charlie brown christmas so i'll probably revisit charlie brown christmas just because fucking so um i i do work in retail and um in past years, I've, I've worked at the same place almost seven years now. Um, they did not do Christmas music, but this year they did. And, Interesting. Um, There's the almighty dollar in action, guys, we talked about. All, <laughs> give me the money. I know. I'm looking at my stock, and the stock's looking good, so I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> but the, the Linus and Lucy song shows up every now and then, and it's just, so it's just like in my brain. Like I keep hearing this Charlie Brown Christmas music, and so um, Livius, you could have—I mean, that was a perfect opportunity for you to play your little Snoopy, and you yeah, didn't do so, it. So yeah, so I don't have any of my Christmas-themed uh, Snoopy. So forgive the egg, but <laughs> this is my jam right here, guys. <clears throat> I like everybody's Christmas. <laughs> I think we talked about that before on the podcast. That was like the only song I ever learned on piano. I, uh, if you guys have oh ever seen Rock. He looks exactly like those kids when you see him on the stage, kind of dancing. Like you're familiar with peanuts. Oh, that's how Rob dances. I'm the one where like my head. His feet moves yeah, yeah. in his head, but nothing else. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's how Rob so, dances. So Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm probably honestly going to buy it, so I always have it available on iTunes. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Misty, what about you? Um, I love Scrooged. That's my favorite. Nice. Um. I'm a huge fan of Bill Murray. And uh, if I was at my parents, uh, we usually do Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. Hell yeah. Um, also, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, too. Yeah. One of mine, especially with my brother. That's my brother and my favorite to do together. So, yeah, those. Jesse, how about you? What is your listener recommendation for something heartwarming and holiday-like? Don't really have a tradition on that. Um, lately... BC and I have been hitting the movie theater on Christmas Day to have our own nice. little Just Us celebration. Um, one year we did do, 
we got to see the Hateful Eight in the Roadshow version, which had was the longer version. It had the overture and all that, so it was kind of like a 1950s movie experience. And this year it's looking like Pitch Perfect 3 is going to be the Christmas Day movie. So we always try and hit something current that's playing in theaters. Otherwise, if we're at home, whatever's around, Harry Potter's always good for Christmas or Shane Black movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and and whatnot. And now The Nice Guys is probably going to be a standard. Just because I can't get enough of that movie anyway. Like the year it came out, I watched that so many times. Uh, I have um uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read I got this a while ago and I was debating, but it's fucking Christmas. So um I just got a message. Rob and I have a mutual acquaintance that we did not know we had until very recently. Um and, and uh, uh the mayor has oh, now no. sent a message and it says, Nice podcast, tell Robbie needs to dye his beer. He's wa- he's enjoying watching our Christmas party. Beard? His beer? Your beard. My beard? <laughs> <clears throat> The mayor is watching right now? The mayor was watching nine minutes ago. Oh. Don't you ever die that shit, man. I, now I'm like super paranoid that suddenly the lights are going to go off in my apartment and someone's going to start tickling me. <laughs> <laughs> or watching you bathe. That's something Jesse, entirely that's different. fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. All right. Um, I'm, I'm with Rob. I'm going to try to indoctrinate a three-year-old into the land of peanuts this year. Uh, I do love nice. to watch me some Charlie Brown. Um, I find that it doesn't hold up really well um, with today's youth. So I'm hoping that I can change that a little bit. So I took my older granddaughter to see the Peanuts movie two years ago. And really, I was sitting in a theater watching a ton of disinterested children. So the adults, <laughs> the adults were all like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, kids, right? And the kids were like, I'm so bored. Like, where are the minions? Or where's Elsa? Or I, I got I to gotta Snapchat some shit, right? So uh, I, I'm going to try. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Three-year-olds uh, are like, I got to Snapchat some shit? <laughs> younger and, listen, younger and younger, man. I mean, five-year-olds have phones nowadays. It's, it's, this shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that that's the Five-year-olds have phones? There are five-year-olds with phones. Yeah. Damn. So I spend time with um, a couple of three-year-old uh, girls, and they have iPads. They can work the iPads. Wait, they are they at your gym? Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. How did you know? Um, yeah, so they they can like find the stuff they want to watch. They can call people. They can do all kinds of stuff. We're three. They're freaking three. Damn. I'm going to add to the list. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, which I happen to find on at some point. I don't put it on ever myself, but whatever it's on around Christmas time, I'll watch from wherever I, I picked it up. So very, very traditional um in in that way i I still think it's a great movie um i I think that catches a lot of flack because it used to play on repeat all the time for so long and it's kind of old timey but i will say that's that's probably uh that and charlie brown are my jam for for christmas are you gonna watch that twilight zone episode this year (laughs) yeah i I usually watch that um we watched that for the podcast two years ago alcoholic weirdo <laughs> yeah. Talking, yeah uh i think we should uh make this a really touching it. episode it is it is listen rob cries like a little bitch about everything right like books we read and every movie <laughs> he watches he watched goddamn baywatch and was in tears right so did um, i cry at baywatch i don't think i, I think you baywatch. mentioned that you got teary-eyed at baywatch because oh, i was well, really confused like, i mean <laughs> alexandra daddario is 
eyes yeah. alone could bring me to tears, but I don't think there was anything. I do. Or on the other Art side Carney. of the spectrum, you've got The Rock. You know, it's a little something for everyone. Art Carney delivers me. that little soliloquy, drunk Santa Art Carney, and I'm just like, like a little, like, like, I was going to say like a little bitch, but really what I mean is like Rob. I mean, like Rob. Like so like a little bitch. I, I, I can't get into that story, though, because like really all that guy does is give up. And because he gave up so hard, he got what he wanted. Dude, you give up hard enough? <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually the government just makes you Santa Claus. <laughs> that is, I mean, if that there's a moral for you. Like, that's, I mean, actually, if you think about it, it kind of parallels Livius's interpretations of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. It's, so. Uh, so that's like, are we ready to do the final gift exchange? We're creeping up on the two hour mark now. Are so. we? We oh, are. Look at us. Damn. So. I got a lot of drinking to do in the next 10 so minutes. Seem like it. Time flies. Oh, yeah, we don't have to we... stop at two minutes or 22 <laughs> yeah, hours. We don't. No. Um, so minutes. here's what I will tell you. Oh, the Lord. event that you were just tuning in, this is what we learned last time. It will only let you live stream for two hours. So if you're going to this and you're coming in, there's no welcome to book or any introduction. Wait until tomorrow morning. The entire thing will be up there, even if we go an extra hour or so. So that's, or that's two or three, <laughs> or three. Hell, you know, yeah. Misty has to work in the morning. I think the rest of us. Oh, and Rob true. does too, right? Rob, you're at work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's do this. Uh, UPS mishandled a package that I sent to Misty, so Misty is going to get to see a picture of what I sent her um this year oh look at her she's so excited i want to start this first because i'm going to need to talk so she can see it so it stays up on the screen so kind of in keeping with the other gifts that you received i guess i wasn't really far behind um now this product is also manufactured by the same people it is not a pop vinyl but misty you and i are on the same wavelength a little bit get out no way got you the same thing so i'm uh i'm i'm fairly happy about uh, about this um, I will be filing a complaint with Amazon and probably a more uh, stern complaint than I normally do um, when they lose <laughs> my shit. I just, I just in case someone didn't put it together, we both got each other Patrick Bateman. Yep. That's what I saw yours. I was like, I was totally like, I was, I was not, I was telling listeners you guys are gone. I was like, I felt really uninspired this year with your gifts, with yours and Jesse's gift. So um, Jesse, if you would kindly open your box now. <laughs> now, the reason I told you not to open your box is there are two things in there for you. And the one, I didn't think to have gift wrapped until like way after the fact. So your like main gift is gift wrap, but there's something else in there for you. Um, anybody who watched our last um, live stream might appreciate this more than people who are just tuning in for the first time. <laughs> I want to say that it's nice that after Misty and Livia's knowing each other for six years, they finally have something to bond about. <laughs> I mean, we have guns and religion and conservatism. <laughs> oh, shit. Looks like we all got to get together and play some fucking games, yeah? Yeah. It is the longest spool of red thread because Jesse thinks you have to use the whole thing. So, Jesse, that's hours of entertainment for you. Hours. Just, yes. just keep going and going and going. 
Actually, that was oh. Linda's idea. She was like, you have to send just a spool of red thread. I was like, I can't just send him a spool of red thread. I was like, but I can definitely have one throw one in the box. And then afterwards, I was like, shit, I didn't have him gift package with thread because I just couldn't <laughs> think about it. Linda so what you're saying is make a Linda voodoo doll, not Olivia's voodoo doll. Yeah, well, absolutely. And use lots of red thread. So, um, Jesse, open up your other. I don't know what gift packaging from Amazon looks like. So I, that's You know what? Thing. Okay, let's demonstrate this. Amazon gift packaging is really fucking fancy. This is Very pretty. like a heavy-duty bag with it's a pretty and reusable. tie on it. Jesse, that's reusable. Say pretty and reusable? I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> oh. so Jesse, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is part of your collection already or not. I think I would know if it was, but ooh, no way, yeah. dude! I do not have this. Oh, oh yeah, dude. There are, answers are you guys gonna book. review this still? Uh, we haven't talked about it. I was thinking about it, and then of course, there's no way we couldn't have. I mean, I know that you weren't. Uh, somebody who commented a lot on the view and stuff. We had a different editor that was <laughs> yeah. out there a lot. Yeah. This other guy, uh, I couldn't Jesse think Jones. of somebody else that would tackle that better with us. But I, even if we don't, I wanted you to have that as part of your collection. So thank you. That that is a lovely gift, yeah. Rob. <clears throat> All right. So this, I, I'm very curious about. No one's seen what Livius's gift to me looks like yet, and I probably have to stand up and step away because it's really Woo! big it kind of feels like it's like you know like you have those mirrors that are like body length <laughs> like look how Rob, big i'm trying is. to tell you you got to start matching your shoes to your belt but there's no better way to do that than have a mirror to see them in would you kindly show the wrapping paper a little closer just for viewers that maybe say something paw, paw patrol it is paw patrol oh! yeah yeah paw patrol bitches yeah. Livius, did you find like one of those long uncut collections of 80s metal band mirrors that you used to be able to win at like the crankshaft? Oh my God. Those, are, those are so amazing. Are you kidding me? I would definitely not give that to Rob. I would keep that for myself. Look at Rob, please unveil. Please unwrap your, your present. Do you recommend a way to unwrap this? Um, I mean, no. If you can feel which way the front is, there should be. Look, yeah, yeah. if you didn't figure out the it's, frame, it's right? Gotta, could, it's yeah. got to like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, is this? It is waveform. It is audio. Oh my Get god! It's out. It's, it's our first episode. Oh, it's our first episode. Livius, shut your fucking face. That is oh, adorable. Holy shit! shit. Sorry, Missy, broke... but I think Livius wins this year. You just broke my fucking heart. Guys, look at this. All right, so I'm trying to have as much of it in frame as possible, but, like, this is the entire thing. Livius took the waveform audio of our first episode and turned it into a framed picture. That is I have never been prouder of a adorable. gift I've given. I'm pretty sure I've never been prouder of a gift I've given. I am very happy about that, so. Holy shit. Um, we're not at a milestone or anything, but I was thinking that there are there are things in the air that made me really kind of think about the last six and a half years. And uh, I thought like, what now, Rob, I'll be honest with you. I think I told you back in July that I already knew what I was getting you. Right. So this was in the back of my head as a potential thing for the holiday episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but over the last two months, I've known for sure this is what you were getting. It was just an issue of getting it all pulled together. So Holy uh, shit. Merry Christmas, buddy. And Merry Christmas to you guys. 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. See, Trump said you guys would be saying Merry Christmas again. <laughs> he was right. Trump was right. Oh, shit. How did I love that? Hey, Olivius, I got to say, like, behind you, you don't have a Frankenfurter, do you? Um, Jesse, Frankenfurters? I missed the boat, man. Do you know what a Frankenfurter costs right now? It's like 100 Like 150 bucks, yeah. Damn. Yeah. They're steep. Very steep. Can't stop so. looking at that framed... I got to tell you, Rob, I am, I am, uh, and I will, all right, so I'm going to go a little farther. You guys almost got the same thing. Uh, (laughs) But then, like, I thought to myself, like, I don't know what Jesse's wall decor really, like, his plan is. I could see (laughs) Misty's far too fucking classy for that because I sit in the background of her, of her, (laughs) of of her web. So I was like, I could give them over there, like, oh, that's, this is cute, but fuck it, I'm not putting this shit on my wall. So I, I know, I know that'll go up in Rob's apartment. So that's why oh, yeah. you guys didn't get the same thing. I, I, and honestly, yours would have been rolled up. It wouldn't have been in a big ass frame because that wouldn't make it through any kind of shipping. So, bra fucking bow. Fuck yeah. Hassle clap. Now I feel like uh, I feel bad that I just got you a vape thing because, like, it's Dude, the vape is amazing. Yeah, but it doesn't have that personal, like, eh. You know. I mean, you know, you know, I have one of those for myself too, right? The poster, right? Like, it's unfortunately, it's not. But I will say the 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 genius part of that was I, I struggled with what to put at the bottom, and it was it was always going to be the first episode. But I thought, welcome to booked or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I actually put an episode number on here, there are three hundred like seventy plus other variations. <laughs> so <laughs> if we yeah. go four hundred years, I've got gifts for the entirety. So. <laughs> yeah seriously we're you got 373 at least right now 373 and then it would perpetuate so we, you would never run out but, yep i'm listen that's so it's thinking long term there yep um wow. so yeah now we're in extra time i mean i'll tell you that the last gift wrapping dropped off like three fucking viewers they didn't give a shit about what we were going to <laughs> oh, no. so uh yeah dude I, we I, lost people that's yeah, but that's okay. Weird. That's all right. We're in extra time. We're in overtime now. Now it's anything goes. I bet you the mayor is gone. <laughs> it's past the mayor's bedtime. I got to tell is. you, though, like going back to that, the, the ladies the ladies do enjoy the gray in my beard. So that's not going anywhere. I'm going to say that I right will now. pass your message on to the mayor when I next speak with him, which I'm sure will be at like 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, tell him. The ladies love the gray beard. He'll agree. He knows. So, guys, um, I don't want to start planning our next holiday episode because I know this one isn't over yet, but I think the next one's going to be Easter, right? Wait, oh. hold on. Mm. I was going to make a, a, a play or a pledge or a request for what it's if we do Valentine's Day? Jesus Christ. What if we do Valentine's Day as like a funny thing? <sighs> I mean, we probably played out Easter. I don't know if there's much. No, hold on. Is the Easter My episode? Bloody the- Valentine. We we yeah. did we lose uh, like three quarters of the audio for the Easter episode? <laughs> it was a dis. There was the disappointment orama. <laughs> no, well, we lost. How much yes, we did. Would like an anti Valentine's Day, quasi Valentine's Day thing. Be? I um I don't know if I could be devil's advocate for Valentine's Day, but fuck, I can try. Now here's the thing. Uh, raise your hand if you're in a relationship right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the only one who's not in a relationship right now. So, um, Rob, it could be still, like there's still 60 days, 50 <laughs> days. Yeah. Well, but you could be the the contrarian. 
I mean, I would do. I would love nothing more than to talk more about fucking dating apps because I got to tell you that was some of the most fun <laughs> shit that we talked about. That was great. I, I bet you I could produce another naked girl for my bed. For an episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I, will this be a video episode? I guess is the, I don't know. What are we doing? At any rate, um, I uh, let's call it is the next holiday Valentine's Day. I'm gonna vote yes. Yes. Jesse's yes. doing a thumbs up. And Misty, I mean, as a woman, your vote still counts. So, yeah, so that's four yeses. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> uh, with the video, so y'all better come with outfits. Mava. What I don't you, know what. What do you wear for Valentine's Day? For Valentine's Day. Why not? I like the videos. Okay, but what do you wear for val? Like you, as the person who wants us to wear outfits, what would you? I was totally kidding. That wasn't a real thing. All right. I will wear pink lipstick though instead of red. Oh, me too. Then I'll put some pink lipstick on. Um. All right. If Rob's gonna wear pink lipstick, listen, I don't want to put Rob's business out there. Was anybody else remember we were on a call and Rob didn't wear a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're putting that out in the world? If we can get something <laughs> lipstick and no shirt, then I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever, for whatever, just whatever that night. Um, I want to catch up a little bit. Linda says, best gift ever. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Comrade Chrome says, I like to watch Passion of the Christ in my garage while I violently <laughs> flog myself. Again, Comrade Chrome a little surprise. the most credible source for factual information <laughs> that we've come across on this podcast. Um, but uh, that's that's what he likes to do. Uh, I don't know. I've got I've, I'm, I'm out of stuff. I know we're at two hours. Maybe in my brain I plan two hours. So you guys are gonna have to run the rest of the show. I think. <laughs> Olivia just wants to go to bed. I think yeah. is what it is. Old I took the entire day off tomorrow so that I could make this disappear. Uh, yeah, we gotta keep inside talking. Disappear. I don't know if I'm being clear enough. Oh, he's not done. I don't want to make you the whole that disappear. That's a different podcast that we do. Yeah, I've seen videos of that. Guys, um, have you ever? Did you guys know <laughs> that there was a hooker in Toy Story, the movie? What? I was trying to do oh research for this, for this episode. Um, apparently, <laughs> are you guys familiar with Toy Story? Because I've searched hookers. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, there there must be a part where they go to like to the island of misfit toys or something because there's a bunch of janky looking toys. Yeah. Does this sound at all familiar? <laughs> So it happened. So if you stop, I apparently it's some frame, and then you can look this up. There are a pair of legs and stockings that have a fishing pole with a hook. Yeah. To it. It's just in the garage next door. Yeah. That's a hooker. That's a toy hooker. <laughs> oh my hooker. God. I yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not the one that was written by Joss Whedon, was it? If it's the first one, yeah. I yeah. believe it to be the first one. It was credited to Toy Story, not you know like toy story 3 or whatever so i've only seen the third one oh they're, so good. they're all good the third one's really depressing <laughs> yeah, is that the one where the kid kills himself or something or am i thinking of something else that's something else all right Jeez. okay all right all right <laughs> that's a dream you had that was that's that's sex toy story because the kid like gets a sex belt <laughs> <laughs> Why is there not a sex toy story cartoon? What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. See, this is the whole thing. I get. I go. Oh, I just came up with a really clever porn title. If I Google it, it's already been done. I'm not even gonna try. I just. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, they're on it. The moment like a movie is announced, 
the porn people are like fucking brainstorming. They have to be. That's the only explanation. They're beating the like the release dates of mainstream movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, hey, we know the title now. We can work on that. Yeah. Suicide Squad <laughs> becomes oh. something Suicide. else. <laughs> something equally awful, but probably more watchable. Yeah, because there's sex. Oh, we're, at that, we're at that time of the evening. I'm going to figure out what the Suicide Squad porn parody is. This is going on Livius's Google search, not mine. Because I use Duck, duck Go. Duck, duck Go does not track your shit. On private mode? <clears throat> private mode all the time, man. Dude, oh, there's, there's so a new one now. It's called duck, duck Go doesn't work. It's called Suicide Squad Triple X. That is the lamest knockoff no, porn. Super title. lame. Yeah. yeah, I think they're, they're not stopping. even trying. They're not doing the parody titles anymore. Like it would be like Suicide Wad or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Suicide Wad. Yeah. Like that. That's. But now they're just saying it's an XXX parody, right? Yeah. Suicide Wad would be way better. Yeah. Rob, I mean, um, maybe there's a feature for you in a different job. <laughs> that's what you do. That could be the name of the Valentine episode, depending on how it goes. Suicide wad. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's let's bring it let's bring it oh, down. Oh comrade Chrome says suicide squirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's one too. Yeah, I bad. like that. Um let's bring it down a little bit. We didn't talk about suicide around the holidays at all. Oh, oh. I have a story. Oh, do we save it for next year? I think I already told the story on the podcast. I can't remember. We're going to save it for next year. Next year, guys, tune in. 365 suicide. days from now where we talk about suicide <laughs> around the holidays on our book office party 2018. So. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Someone's got to talk about it. What other we, podcasts listen, we do a terrible there? job promoting this podcast. I mean, talking about like this, bring your holiday oh. spirits. We talk about people killing themselves is probably on par with. We have a second for Suicide Squirt. Someone else also said Suicide Squirt. So, uh, Ms. Gatwood. Ms. Gatwood, <laughs> Alyssa. So, like, thanks again. Google, uh, Google Suicide Squirt. I don't. Does it come up if you search for it? Uh, you can search for Suicide Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what you're going to find, but I'll do it. Oh, it's about suicide girls and squirting. For those of you who are not familiar with squirting, Google.com. This is a this is a holiday family style episode. Misty covered her eyes so that she can't see what you're saying. <laughs> see, that's not how it works. It still would have gone in your ears. <laughs> in every application of what we're talking about. Yeah. See, this is the time where I'm like, oh guys, I'm happy to hang out with you a little bit, but at some point we gotta take it off. We gotta take it offline before do you the... want to go offline? Let's go, go offline. offline. So All right, let's do some final communication and love to our, our listeners slash viewers, right? Slash co-hosts. I love you guys. Misty and Jesse, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for the gifts. Thank you so much for taking hours out of your real lives to do this with us. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. Merry Christmas. Right back at you, man. Thank you. Hello. Merry Christmas, you fucking beautiful bitches. And I will extend that to our entire listening audience or slash viewing audience. Thanks so much for the people who joined up to talk to us uh, during our broadcast. So Comrade Chrome, Frank Edler, even though you really kind of tapped out at the beginning, um, and I'm going to hold that against you no matter what. Diana, Ta Diana, 
Comrade, oh, Comrade Chrome again. Wow. A lot of Comrade Chrome. Alyssa and John, thanks so much. Linda also. You guys are wonderful. If you didn't make a comment and you were watching, thank you so much anyway. And everybody who uh, thanks supports Thanks to the mayor. Us. The mayor? The mayor. <laughs> um, everybody who supports us on Patreon, thank you so much. Um, I want to say Patreon almost became douches, and then they backed off, and they're not douches. Um, so keep giving us money. Especially yeah. if you want to see the Valentine's episode, because I guarantee you that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive. So a dollar a month. You can watch I mean, us talking about, like, suicide around the holidays. No. That's like <laughs> if, Rob, if Rob is topless wearing pink lipstick, <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you a buck that month to see it. That's all I'm saying. And all of our r- listeners who maybe didn't uh, realize that we were doing this broadcast and caught us after the fact. Thanks so much for everything. You are uh, you're all wonderful, and we hope you have wonderful holidays, no matter what you celebrate. And um, we love you. Rob, I'm leaving a little empty space for what I'm wishing you this year. To everybody else, Merry Christmas. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. Keep Two foot of blank wall. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, guys. <laughs>